0: We should read our Bibles as men digging for buried treasure.
1: When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of peoples according to
0: the number of the sons of God. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth, for whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Take no part in the fruitless deeds of darkness, but yet... Expose them.
2: Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you.
1: Life's a garden, man. You gotta dig it. Hello, fellow treasure hunters. Welcome to the excavation site. I'm Justin. Alongside me, we got Ben, Steven, and Chad. We'll be your guides on this excursion. Hope you brought your shovel and your compass, cause we got the map. Let's dig. That book you brought, uh and tell us about it and some of the nuggets you got in there.
0: All right, we brought it up a little bit earlier, but this book, and I think this is this is interesting because it's a uh, Maurice S. Rawlings as an MD who uh, end up writing this book. And I believe there's an, another one after this. Um This is not a new book; it's been around for a little while. It looks like it's been around for it's a little It's been around while. for a little while. As a matter of fact, I think my dad actually bought this from a book sale at the Lano County Library in Lakeshore Branch. Wherever that is, I have no idea.
1: What's the print date?
0: Let I me mean, look and see if I can Let's find it.
1: Let's guess real quick, Ben. Print date. That's what I was thinking, mid to late 80s. Yep. The it's a historical document, Original...
0: Copyright. Hold on, is nineteen ninety three?
1: Oh, it's just been left out in the sun. It has
0: been left out in the sun. <laughs> it was a library book at one time, so it's it's seen better days. But this book is about this physician who was an atheist who didn't believe in God and his encounters with people who are, you know, on the on the operating table who who die and have to be brought back. I mean, or or just, um, near death experiences, stuff that people see when they leave their body or something of that nature. And I think that that's really powerful because if you could have a glimpse into what it's like after you die, I think, and I mean, I think, I feel like people, if they go and they had a bad glimpse, God gave them a second chance. You know what I mean? He really did. Because who knows we can sit here and tell you, all these different things and, and all the scripture and we can go right through and there are some atheists out there that will never believe that no matter what we say but if you can hear it from another person what they saw and this is coming from another atheist <laughs> and you can hear what people have saw what they have seen what this guy can tell you that
2: that he's seen firsthand
0: that he's seen firsthand that that will blow your mind but let's start with a couple of uh I have a couple that are more on the negative side that um
1: lead with the negative end with yeah. the positive Well that's yeah.
0: exactly it so.
1: yeah. Bad news first.
0: all right, so this is once again this is from the some of the a couple of these are are from people he was able to witness or to um interview afterwards, but this one's from his point of view um as he was going through it. however, this guy did live for a while after this. So this is something that's, that's been confirmed, obviously all the way through. But once again, this book is called To Hell and Back by Maurice S. Rawlings. And, uh, he's the author of another book called Beyond Death's Door, which might be the other one that I'm talking about. Um, but here, I'm going to read a couple of, we'll read the first one. We'll have a little bit of input from everybody and then we'll kind of jump to the next. Surprisingly, charlie continued to talk for a while unaware that his heart had stopped four or five seconds later he looked suddenly dumbfounded it was as if he were about to ask a question then his eyes rolled up in the back of the head and he fell the treadmill sweeping his body away like so much trash this reminded me of a of similar problems occurring in the heart lab where the heartbeat stops for some reason but amazingly the patient continues to talk for a while hitting them on the chest or making them cough repeatedly usually starts them up again so the procedure can be completed as if nothing happened the cpr technique that we used on charlie has been modified by using sequential chest abdominal compressions at a rate of 80 per minute the artificial breathing technique is the same details are available at your local American Heart Association or Red Cross and the method is listed in the appendix with Charlie's head sharply extended to chin toward the ceiling One of the nurses breathed the kiss of life. The other nurse started IB or an IV for medicines by then an underlying block in the heartbeat had appeared on the monitor that m- Means that the heart could not conduct the beat properly and a temporary pacemaker would be needed for a, the heart to respond to CPR Using a large bore needle, I entered the big vein under the collarbone, then threaded the pacemaker wire into the right side of the heart and attached the wire to a pulse generator box to initiate every heartbeat, not missing a stroke. But blood was spurting everywhere. Whenever I stopped pushing on his chest in order to adjust the pacemaker, the heart would stop. Charlie's eyes would roll up, and he would sputter again, turn blue, and begin to convulse. With bare hands... Just like you can, I would reach over and start him up again. But this time he was screaming the words, don't stop. I'm in hell. I'm in hell. Hallucinations, I thought. Most victims say, take your big hands off me. You're breaking my ribs. But he was saying the opposite. For God's sake, don't stop. Don't you understand? Every time you let go, I'm back in hell. When he asked me to pray for him, I felt downright insulted. In fact, I told him to shut up. I said I was a doctor, not a minister, and not a psychiatrist. But the nurse gave me that expectant look. What would you do? That's when I composed a make-believe prayer. I made him repeat the make-believe prayer word for word to keep him off my back. Meanwhile, I resuscitated with one hand and adjusted the pacemaker with the other. Say it. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Go on and say it. I said... Keep me out of hell, and if I live, I'm on the hook. I'm yours. Go on and say it. Then a very strange thing happened that changed our lives. A religious conversion experience took place. I had never witnessed one before. He was no longer wild-eyed and screaming, combative the combative lunatic who had been fighting me for his life. He was relaxed, calm, and cooperative. It frightened me. I was shaken by the events, not only... Had that make believe prayer blown out the soul of Charlie McKeg, but it had backfired and got me too. It was a conviction I cannot express even to this day. Since then, Charlie has outlived three permanent pacemakers, and it has been difficult to believe that this miserable prayer of mine would have opened the road to my own salvation.
2: I thought you were starting with a bad one.
0: That was a bad one. He was in hell. Well, he went to hell.
2: But it was a good one. That's
0: how he interpreted it. Well, (laughs) it's not all sunshine and rainbows. I hate to take it to you.
2: That would be kind of crazy, though.
1: Yeah. Every time his heart stops, when he comes back, don't stop. I'm in hell.
0: (laughs) Talking about. that. I mean, does that not just. I mean, it gives me the chills when you think about it. I mean, it's, it's intense to think about.
1: He was there with Lazarus. Or oh, the rich man, Lazarus, was in Abraham's
2: bosom. Yeah. Now, yeah, the rich man. Yeah.
0: Listen yeah. to this one, because it gives you a couple more visual details as we go through it, right? Listen to this one. So this is the point of view. Now, is of, this a different story? This or? is a different story. Okay. And this is the patient recounting it to the doctor. So this is from the patient's point of view this time, right? They said... You were watching the television monitor, monitor to guide the pacemaker wire inside my heart, and that's when it stopped. I was blacking out. Then you hit me on the chest, saying "Excuse me." Then wait a minute, wait
1: a minute, wait a minute. This is the same guy. No, this oh, okay, is totally different. This, this is just similar circumstance. Similar
0: circumstance. Okay, a lot of this happens, like when you talk about from the medical point of view, the when, when someone and- while well, they have to put a temporary pacemaker to get the heart kind of stabilized to kind of get it. Um, to keep the heart pumping, the oxygenated blood through the body, it's you know it's a different type of CPR than you or me can give because they're able to get the heart to beat as well. But which I is, thought it was
1: interesting—they called it the kiss of life because you know, you know, in Genesis it says that Adam was a inanimate body until God Lord. breathed yes. the breath of life into his lungs. That's pretty cool. All right. We're ready. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Continue, sir. All right. Then your fist came down like a hammer. I saw that scared look in your eyes. Someone was yelling. Something crashed over to my left, and everybody went crazy. You started shoving me with both hands, and then I was out of it. I was floating, pitch black, moving fast. The wind whistled by, and I rushed towards this beautiful blazing light. As I moved past, the walls of the tunnel nearest to the light caught fire. Beyond the blazing tunnel, a huge lake of fire was burning like an oil spill. A hill on the far side was covered with slabs of rock. Elongated shadows showed that people were moving aimlessly about like animals in a zoo enclosure. An old stone building was on the right, mostly rubble, with different levels and openings crammed with people trying to move about. Down the hall, I saw an old friend who had died. The last time I recall, they were dragging the river for him. He had been involved with gambling. I yelled to him, hi there, Jim. He just looked at me, didn't smile. They were taking him around a corner where he started screaming. I ran, but there was no way out. I kept saying, Jesus is God. Over and over, I would say, Jesus is God. Some way, somehow, I got back to you as you were putting in the stitches. I loved every one of those stitches. Only God could have gotten me out of a mess like that. I'll never forget it. I mean, wow.
2: That's pretty rough.
0: I can't. Whew, to see that.
2: But, it, it I mean, it's like, uh, like you know, I see the light, but then the walls turn to fire. Yes. It's like.
0: You oh, think it's going to be positive. I,
2: I see the light. I see the light.
0: Oh, no. It's going the wrong way. <laughs> I mean, you just think about that. Literal think about
2: the wrong, fact. Wrong turn. <laughs> yeah the wrong light yeah. fire has light too yes. the wrong light
0: it it literally just reading that gives me chills i mean when you really think about these people can you imagine having that experience and uh, say you're an atheist and you go through and you see you you get a chance to see oh there is something after death and it's not and then you're back it's but it's horrifying oh I guarantee it and and you get that second chance not everybody gets that second chance Mm-mm. not everybody's there to get that second chance so
1: which I had something like that but it was a dream you remember when we did our testimonies
0: oh yeah yeah
1: Yeah. I had a dream I mean I was a believer saved It just I was just not living right you know what I mean so I don't know I mean I'd like to think I wasn't going to go to hell maybe it was just a scared straight wake up call from god but i mean it was just as real as you know like we're sitting here talking yeah i mean the, this portal or whatever just opened up at the foot of my bed and all these hands just come up and just started grabbing me pulling me i was clawing and just screaming and then i woke up
0: do you remember what doug said in church right our pastor he said some people he goes if you if you have committed yourself to jesus if you believe that he has has died for you he says you're gonna get to heaven i mean you can stop there and he goes some people will get into heaven with their tails on fire right
2: yeah barely skin of your teeth
0: skin of your teeth your tail will be on fire you'll get in
2: but just barely
0: barely. (laughs) because you can
2: either be there with a bunch of crowns or with your tail on fire
0: you met the bare minimum requirements yeah I mean that's exactly it.
1: As Phil Robinson said, you were a C plus man. <laughs> yeah. C's
0: get degrees. But that's I mean, that's about it. But um I right, let's let's jump into a little more positive light to kind of see maybe the other side of what people see. Okay.
2: The good light. The good light. Yeah, the good light. The bright light, not the orangey doom of fire light. Not the s'mores light. Although well, s'mores are good. They are you good. think there's s'mores in hell? I highly I, doubt it. <laughs> Instant. Probably loaded with razor fire. blades. <laughs> yeah. oh, I burned another one. Yep, burned another one.
1: Hey, that would be hell for a fat man.
2: <laughs> oh, what are you trying to think, say? You, think you're going to eat
1: one and no. Oh, I, I'm getting no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It fell off the stick again.
2: it <laughs> <Melted laughs> off it <in> again. Anyhow... <laughs> All right. We're moving, back. <laughs> moving,
0: into a, moving into a different direction here. Once again, this is from the patient's point of view, okay? My temperature was almost 106 and I was having cardiac arrhythmias. I felt an incredible pain. The wall of my uterus was ripping apart. I was in septic shock going into labor. As I lost consciousness, I heard a voice shouting, I can't get her blood pressure. And then within the tiniest fraction of an instant, I was out of my body and out of pain. I was on the ceiling in the corner of the room looking down, watching the doctors and nurses rush around frantically as they worked to save my life. Then, one of the doctors, really upset, yelled obscenities and somehow turned me over. Now, I was in a sort of a tunnel, a cloud-like enclosure. I felt wind brushing against my ears, except I didn't have ears. I was there, but my body wasn't. I began to feel the most incredible, warm, golden, loving feeling. And that feeling was also a wonderful, warm, golden light. I was in this light, a wisdom, and that wisdom was the final word. The wisdom loved me and at the same time it knew everything about me. Everything I had ever done and felt was there for me to see. I wanted to proceed into the light and stay there forever but i was shown that i had to go back and take care of my two children and in that same second i was back in my body i mean to see that to be in god's presence you know we talk about that a lot and like what would that be like to be around god i mean think about even the disciples being around jesus to know you could just i know you could feel you could just feel everybody's drawn it to him. Off of it it did yeah and that's the same i mean i can't even imagine And you talk about was it um um was it uh uh abraham that that wanted to see god and wouldn't let him see his face was it yeah and then and he could yeah. only see his backside right he as covered, he went by covered the crack with and, his hands. and first a great wind came and all this and, and and they said when he came back he said his face is glowing so much and then i think that happened to moses too moses. With the burning bush right his face was so bright yet moses had to wear a veil because his face was so bright
1: yeah and the transfiguration jesus glowed after
0: exactly so you get in the presence of god it's like it's like my gosh it's like uh, uh i don't know I always think about we, we used to use these little and it was cheesy sorry but we used to use these phosphorescent spoons that you had to use a flashlight to light up and then they'd glow in the dark all the time and you'd use those at night fishing for salmon off the pier we used to do it all the time but it's the same thing like that light of god it sits on you it's there his just presence was on you you could feel it you you'd, you'd absorb glow. it Oh, you absorb it to some degree but at some point you know when you're separated from god it would slowly that would slowly dissipate you'd lose that you know what i mean so i think i can't even i mean it's something we talk about it's something but i, something I can't even imagine
1: and but, what's crazy is i think people honestly have like encounters and stuff like that and you can't explain it like
2: and if en- they try to, people think they're crazy or you're full of it,
1: oh yeah, uh, my aunt uh she passed away with cancer, and uh she stayed with my grandmother and my grandmother, and my mom took care of her around the clock, and uh you know, with the morphine and and the you know the cancer eating her you know alive, she was talking crazy, especially like at night time. It would get really bad. I mean, she would talk about Army people being on the roof and they're after her. You know what I mean? It was pretty bad. But uh, the night that she passed away, uh, she had like 15 to 20 minutes of just clarity. But, I mean, she knew what was going on around her stuff, but she did have some, I guess, what we would call kind of crazy talk.
0: Hallucinations.
1: I guess, you know, but it was weird because, like, my sister... She had uh, uh, just recently had a miscarriage, and nobody knew. It just—I mean, like my mom and me and my other sister—that's all. all It knew. You know, my aunt Sharon didn't know. And uh, my sister came to visit her because we knew it was getting close. And she uh, was—my aunt was sitting on the couch, like cradling a baby we was sitting there looking at it, you know, and talking to it, you know. And, and, of course, you know, I mean, anybody that has, you know, these problems or hallucinations, you know, you don't confront them. You go along with it to yeah. not upset them. And my sister was like, hey Sharon, uh, whose baby you got? And uh, she said that she just looked right at her like disgusted and said, what kind of mother doesn't know her own baby? And she didn't think nothing about it, you know, but she kept going on, you know, talking about, you know, this your baby, duh, you know. And then it kind of hit her. She's like, you you know, was it, did she see my baby that I lost? And then that same night, my mom went to sit down on the couch beside of her, and she's like, what are you doing? Oh, get up, get up, freaking out. And mom stood up and was like, what is it? And, you know, she said, you sit on Daddy, and her dad was was dead too, so she was talking about seeing her dad and and this baby, and I think they said she even saw somebody said she saw her brother, uh, my uncle Paul, that night. Just you know, so, you know, supposedly saw all these dead people, and and she passed that night. I mean, it was
0: kind of wild. I wonder if God does that, and I, there's. I got some more stories like the that. The comfort
2: but, them or something before they yeah, go. I got some more
1: well,
0: stories.
2: It like could that be. It the... could be comfort them, but also look what it done did to you. Oh well, yeah. You no, know I mean? then, then it's like, whoa, there is something you know. Even if you had a little doubt, well, there's something to this. Yeah, what, or reassurance? You know, or yeah, or reassurance. Sorry, didn't no, mean you're none. good.
0: No, I'm just saying, I got more stories like that for the future um, that we'll, we'll go into in the future, but um, that are things that are pretty heavy in that regard. Um, but I do believe that. I believe exactly what you're saying. I think that, that God not only gives them peace before they pass, but he also lets us have a glimpse to know that they're going to be okay, to know that they're going to a place where they're loved. Um I I firmly believe that, but um, I think that there's different ways that God will comfort us in those kind of times. Anyway, I got one more of these. Let's get through this. I'm enjoying this.
1: This is like story time, but you're older and you enjoy it now.
2: (laughs) Do we get a nap after?
0: Oh, and a fruit snack. (laughs) All right, last one. I don't know about the fruit snack, but I love fruit snacks. Gushers. They're delicious. It's a
1: beef jerky and Doritos.
0: Beef jerky is an adult fruit snack. Let's just be honest. Okay. That's a man's fruit snack. I'll agree with that. All right. Kimberly Clark Sharp, age 22, collapsed on the sidewalk outside a motor vehicle bureau in Kansas. And then this is her quote going into what she said suddenly there was an explosion under me and reaching out to the farthest limits of my view was this light it was so bright the sun is not as bright yet it didn't hurt my eyes it filled up everything and i was in the center of it i was back with my creator this light was all love i was i was being given information in a communication between myself and the light i understood everything i was told it was heaven more than ecstasy. It was a reunion of the highest order. I mean, that just,
2: I think I'd be mad coming back. Yeah. Actually, what are you doing there? If you read this,
0: it says that, that they, that there is a lady who came back and, and another, I mean, there's stories on top of stories in these books. Um, but, it yeah, says it, that the, the one lady was ticked. She was mad at everybody, mad at the doctors when she got back. Cause she's, you took me away from that, that feeling, that pure joy, ecstasy peace that I had. But I think that you have to know there's a time, but, and I think it's a gift that some of those people have been given in that instance. I mean, in both sides of it, because some people are given a second chance and other people know they can, they can be comforted and know that when they pass, they know where they're going. They know what they're going to see. They're looking forward to that, to know that this time on earth is, is, it's a blink of the, it's a blink of God's eye for, uh, for us, it seems, you know, a long time as we get older, it doesn't seem like as long because it goes so fast, but it does it. It's the, it's the blink of an eye to God. And we're so close to being in this presence. And I think that some of these people are given a gift prematurely just to see that and maybe they need it. And maybe, maybe they needed to tell somebody around them. And that was what God used it for to help somebody else come to him as well. I'm not sure, but I would highly recommend you reading this book. Um, like I said, to Helen back by, uh, Maurice S Rawlings, um, just really, really profound stuff that I think is, I mean, it'll move you. It'll give you chills reading it because you're seeing it from both sides. It's pretty, it's pretty intense,
1: but but I wonder if that woman that was uh, so ticked off might have been Baptist. You know, I grew up Baptist. And, you know, I mean, she's like, I was going to go to heaven. Now what if I screw up and go to hell? You ruined it. Uh, I remember as a kid, the pastor talking, you know, yeah, you can live your life and serve God and do all these things, but... Then you go out and have a drink at the bar with your buddy, and a drunk driver hits you and kills you. Well, hell's your home. You're going to open your eyes in eternal fire. I'm like, that's so confusing <laughs> when you're a kid, especially. But, I mean, there's plenty of adults that, that believe that.
0: I, the, and that's you're one sad. mistake away from hell. And that is, the, yeah. well, it says right there blatantly, and once again in the Bible, and this is the problem, when people will listen to one person, and I don't care where it is, if you, you can hear it at your church, you can hear it at, and, and I'm not, don't get me wrong here, church is extremely important, I 100% believe that you need to be fed with other Christian people, but... You can, you're taking a word from a man, right? This is not from God. This is from a man. God charges us to be in his word. God speaks to us through his word, not through another person. We need to be in the Bible. We need to be reading the Bible. We need to have the Bible be part of our everyday life because that's how God, I mean, it's a gift. Think about that. Not only were we given the Holy Spirit to live inside of us to help with that. That discretion, that discernment, but at the same time, we're given a gift. We have God's word. We have the red letters right in front of us, and the fact is that most people don't even open it to look inside to look at what God actually said.
1: Or some countries don't even have it in or their don't tongue. Allow it. Yeah, so it's like it's that's the whole point of this. Yes, you know, don't just get your theology and points from. Your pastor at church, uh, your local uh, TikToker or YouTuber, even podcaster. You know what I mean? That's why we throw out tidbits and we try to throw out so much scripture. And we call it The Dig because we want you digging through the Word of God.
0: Think about it like an infomercial. But don't take our word for it. Read the Bible. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. That's so important.
1: That needs to be in Season 2 promo.
0: But don't take our word for it. <laughs> Dig yourself. Dig yourself. But that's important. I think that's something that we all, that in the end, we get down to. We're trying to uncover stuff. We're not saying that we have the answers like we said, but we're we're looking into it. We're digging. We're researching. And we're just trying to ignite that flame under other people to want to get into it, to want to get into God's word more so that they can, they can get that discernment for themselves. They can read in and they can listen to what God has to say to them. And I've always said this, is that we could read, we could read the same, and this is where I think a lot of people go wrong and think the Bible is just a book. It's not. There's so much more. Is that we could read the same verse. And what God uses that to tell me might be a little different than what he uses to tell you. What you need to hear is sometimes different than what I need to hear. I mean, in the end, the the, the end game is all the same point. But the whole thing is, God's word is there. It's a gift that we have that we can read, that we can hear God talk to us. But we have to take that step. God will meet us halfway, right? He's calling to us all the time. But we have to take that next step to get there and meet him in the middle. We have to commit ourselves that way, too. So anyway.
1: That's a good segue to end. I think so. Yeah, because you can't lean on a shovel
0: and and pray 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 for for a hole. hole. You got to dig. You got to dig. We thank you for listening to the Dig Bible Podcast. Questions, comments, or future episode ideas? We'd love to hear from you at thedig423 at gmail.com. If you enjoy our content, don't forget to share, subscribe, and check out our Facebook group at the Dig Podcast. Remember, you can't lean on a shovel and pray for a hole. You got to dig.